righty, Gary, another week. We just got off. I feel like we're riding on a on a high. We just had a successful episode of Bourbon Notes. We did. It was really now, fun. Now, welcome to the podcast. This is the Beers and Beards podcast. I'm David McKinney. Gary Thomas is my co-host every week. And we always forget to do this at the beginning. Like us on social media, uh, Instagram, Beers, Beard, Beers, Beards podcast, Twitter, Beers, Beards. Beers, Beards, Pod, Beers and Beards podcast on Facebook. Uh, share this, give us a review, do all that fun stuff. Uh, give us a rating. That means so much to us. You guys have no idea. We do this for fun. We do this because we like drinking and we like talking to each other. And it's a welcome respite from our crazy weeks. But uh, this week we're talking Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. What this do you is like for? <laughs> everything i'm thankful for honestly you know what I, I i have a lot to be thankful for this year i feel like this has been a crazy year for a lot of people and i'm no exception yeah you you've been unemployed since uh yeah september summer? yeah yeah september but i am lucky enough to have you know a wonderful wife who is fantastic i have a yeah i have a great life and i I'm so happy. And so, you know, I love it every minute of it. And there've been some crazy times this year. There's been some things that I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this, but I am. But each week blessed. you come together and get yes. David over that hump into the next. <laughs> yeah. This has been my, uh, my therapy this year. And honestly, it's been, I think one of those things that I look forward to, we've put a lot of effort into this uh we've put um, we've not missed a week yes which amazes me one because i generally would be like before and a lot of it was burnout and just doing so much you know when we, yeah. we did the mma podcast and stuff but there would be times where i would wake up late like i would fall asleep before the podcast will start and just not just not be into it and i've been up for the challenge every uh, week every week for this yeah, yeah. This is episode 29. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this week, I think, you know, I always feel like this Thanksgiving week, like, you know, this is released on Monday that like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I feel like is like a lost week. Like nobody knows what happens. It just like falls into the ether, into the abyss of like Thanksgiving night, like Wednesday night, usually the day before Thanksgiving is a big party night. For me, it's always been a big like, MMA fight night like I can't remember how many times I've probably out of the last decade I've been to a fight like six or seven of the of the night before Thanksgiving this year because that was never a thing here in Kentucky yeah but it was Uh, in Ohio and Pennsylvania and yeah and still is for the places they can this year hopefully uh the plan is to uh to do some sort of live stream and and if you are so inclined if you're interested in local MMA and I, you know, I was so, you talk about burnout. I was so burned out on MMA earlier this year. Like I did a couple of last shows and I was like, I'm retired. I'm not doing you this retired. again. You are, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what, what fighter is retired. Yeah. Uh, Anderson Silva got released. Got released. I was just today. thinking that he, I don't know why I hit my damn table. And, and this is, I'm excited to see Anderson Silva versus Fedor next year in Bellator. <laughs> on pay-per-view and you know what 
You and I will both probably spend the $60 on pay-per-view for them to make that fight. I'm a huge Anderson Silva fan. Yes. The, what what sold me, before, and we're going to drink beer and bourbon right off the bat this week. Yeah. But what sold me on Anderson Silva was, do you remember when the UFC counter-programmed, I don't even remember what promotion, but they had Anderson Silva versus Forrest Griffin on Spike TV. Oh, that had to be like affliction. I, I think it was. I think yeah. it was. And Anderson Silva made Just, Forrest Griffin yeah. look like a punk bitch. Yes. And that's exactly. And the fight before that, that I'm trying to, I think that like the, the couple, uh, definitely the fights before that, I'm trying to remember who he fought before that. Was it like maybe Travis Luter or somebody like. And Travis Luter missed. No, because he's yeah. already the champ. He had had like a couple of fights, but Anderson had had like a couple of like boring fights before that. And like people were like, okay. We probably know that Forrest is going to get destroyed. Like some crazy people were picking Forrest to upset Anderson Silva. Um, but for or Anderson had had like a couple of like boring fights before that. Yeah. Uh, it might have been like Damien Maya uh, I and mean, Abu Dhabi, like where he just was doing like the point fighting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were like, no matter what, Forrest is going to bring out, like he's going to force Anderson Silva to fight. And he did an Anderson. Like that was like his like his his culmination. We talked about this on the uh, Ginger and the Beard, like our goats, like our greatest of all time MMA fighters, because people were talking about uh, Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov, and for me, he's he's barely top five of all time. Like GSP Anderson Silva are my one and two. Um, Fedor is number three. I I didn't realize this today. Not to go too far down the mma rabbit hole because whatever the beer and Fader was yeah. 15 and 0 in pride i guess i never really realized that yeah i i have been from the beginning a fedor detractor just because i think you can solidly make the argument even on that 15 and 0 run uh that he has he never fought top competition mm. it's in the strike force and no uh, i'm the, I mean, he I was 15 and lot, pride so. in pride. What did I say? Just in strike in strike force, he did not fight top competition. No, lost but 15 to, and 0 uh, beating Nogera, Nogera, Krokop, etc. Those were the top heavyweights in the world. Was Krokop really a heavyweight? He was like a 215. He was right, he was he as was, much he a heavyweight could've... as Stipe is a heavyweight, right? So Stipe like is Pat like Pat Barry being a heavyweight. Come on now, David. <laughs> 220. You're smarter than that. He's a cruiserweight, yeah. you know. Yeah. That. Anyway, um, uh, well, I hope your event goes off. Me too. I what I was trying to get at is I retired in January right. <clears throat> and I'm pumped. Like I've got tentatively three commentary uh gigs in the next like two and a half ish weeks my hair thinning yeah it is yeah abby told me to to tell to talk to you about that tonight (laughs) but three commentary gigs in the next like you know two and a half weeks and i am like i'm like rejuvenated like this pandemic i think it's just like live sports and like there's just like a like for people that have never been to like a live mma event it is life-changing yes If, if you're into that i will say having been a huge fan of the UFC in general, my first few live events were so eye-opening to me that I can remember saying this 
after I'd been to Pikeville, Kentucky in a packed out Pikeville University gym. Yeah. Shout out to Brandon Newsom. Packed. It was so hot. This was in like late April, early May 2011. Took my wife. <laughs> and it was so like 23 fights. There was a rapper at intermission. Like it was just, <laughs> I had never really been and saw anything like this. Yeah. And it's different. Like I always recommend go to a local fight rather than go to a UFC event because UFCs are so long. They're so long and it's so like corporate and just slow. If you've ever wondered yeah. why you watch the prelims of any UFC event and there's nobody there, I worked a UFC event for the uh, KBWC. The show started at 2 p.m. and ended at midnight. 2 p.m. ended yeah. at midnight. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's drink. That makes me want to drink. Talking, what, 10 hours of fighting? Oh, we got some good topics coming up as David prepares yeah. to drink his beer first. We're going to talk about yeah. how I narrowly escaped becoming sexiest man of the year. Yeah, so you were talking my weight just game. outside of the top five. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Trace has got a new expensive bourbon dropping. And uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, so you are you familiar with Christmas? Never heard of a dickhead. <laughs> so you know how much I hate Christmas beers, right? Allegedly. So tonight I'm drinking a Christmas-ish beer so it's a beer that has a christmas theme but isn't necessarily christmas like the name of it is christmas and what's the best christmas movie of all time die hard no that's yes. like a that's a christmas no. adjacent no. movie there i and i i will say that yes it, it has christmas in it but it's christmas adjacent it's not about christmas it's not a is there a christmas, christmas, christmas taking place? movie anyway is there the answer part? to the question that I asked, uh, if you would answer the question, as uh, people in uh, Senate hearings like to say, is a Christmas story. Not the best Christmas movie of all time. Not. So tonight I'm drinking, and I put out a a, a, a poll uh, for two beers from Taft's Brewing Co. in Cincinnati, uh, which one I should drink. There was a resounding answer. Uh, and I decided that I wanted to drink the, the other one. Why, why'd you even put the poll out? <laughs> for uh, for clicks, man. Come on. So, <laughs> did it for the clap, baby. so this week I'm drinking uh, from, I don't know if you can see, because the it's called a triple hop dare you. And this is like the. Put your tongue to the flagpole. Uh, is the, uh, the, the number one. But just the, first of all, it's, the the movie set in Ohio and it's it's a amazing movie and I love the, the my favorite thing about it is like you don't watch a Christmas story on December tenth you watch it on starting Christmas Eve or Christmas morning and it plays for twenty four hours twenty four hours straight and you start in like the middle of one movie like you may through. not even watch the whole thing from start to finish yeah. but you'll catch the entirety of it throughout the day yes so yeah. that's the best part about that movie. But uh, this is a triple dry hopped IPA. So it's not like a Christmas, you know, Christmas spice, whatever. It's a a true like IPA, 7.4%. And it has in it uh, a hop, uh, 
a strain of hops that I've never had before. And uh, it is Y-E-T hops, uh, which I've never had. Yeah, Mosaic, Y-E-T, W-A-I dash I-T-I. Uh, I thought you were separating Y and E-T-I. Y-E-T. <laughs> Yeti. Uh, and then uh, like Fragile. There you go. <laughs> French. Uh, and then uh, strata hops but uh yeah it's um i had a little sip of it uh my wife had a little sip of it she was a fan but traditional like kind of west coast ipa super like smooth smelling though like you can see it's like looks like an ipa yeah yeah i kind of like ipas i'm not and it's got like i don't like dark beer but i like ipas yeah it's like a this is a very like dank beer like it's got like almost like cannabis notes to it when i think um, of christmas i think of cannabis yes christmas can christmas uh weed christmas cannabis but yeah it's got like a lot of people don't like the like the hoppiness like that bitter yeah like That's super bitter flavor yeah it's the after it's the finish of the yeah of, of the so this has like I would almost say like a dry finish. Like it doesn't leave that like piney, like resin on your tongue. Um, But it's got like tons of like that floral note, a little bit of like the fruity citrus notes. And it comes through like, I mean, this is honestly one of the better IPAs I've had in a really long time. Taft Brewing Co. So is it Christmas? What of it makes it the Christmas thing? Just the name. just the marketing just the name yeah. yeah the the marketing um a lot of people do like you know ipas and things like that around christmas like fresh hopped ipas are like popular in the winter things like that um yeah mostly just the name um and it's got a cool can and um i'll have to show i've got a collection of you got a beer pyramid. yes beer pyramid of collection of cans and it's kind of getting out of hand a little bit um, where do you put it you have it on a wall somewhere no you know the uh the podcast studio yeah it's it's out there nice when david it's hard up for money he'll just go recycle all those cans and make a bazillion dollars <laughs> make three dollars and fifty cents our beer section is brought by the original craft beer club if you want to know how to get in on that action check out the show notes um we've got a link to get you there also yeah, uh, they are fond of bottled beer. We talked about in a previous episode the can, which, which if you're a Bud Light drinker, don't worry. The big the big names have it, but these smaller yeah, breweries good. and uh, are having a hard time getting cans. Like two billion can shortage or something like. I that. think it was eight billion over the next two years or something. Yeah, through 2023. But yeah, the original Craft Beer Club is a like a great. Uh, uh, gift idea for somebody if you know somebody that likes craft beer you get different craft beers every month you get 12 beers uh, or 24 if you really like to drink um, I'm excited uh, next week I have a, a beer advent uh, box coming um, so we're going to talk about that on our next episode but I'm excited about that um, are we so after this week this is our thanksgiving episode yeah is it christmas. straight into christmas straight like, christmas yeah. i you know what and i 
I like there's very few things that I'm strict about. Number one okay. is don't that, get high on your own supply. Yes. Number two is <laughs> I don't put up any Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we, in my yeah. friend group, the day after Halloween it started like one of my friend's wives got on Facebook, please tell my husband to go ahead that we want Christmas. No, you can't. It doesn't work that way. My standing tradition now, we don't wait until Thanksgiving day. It's always been the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So that way, which is a little different this year because we're not traveling. Like for the first time in 40 years, I'm not making multiple appearances to places on Christmas day or on Thanksgiving day. So the Wednesday before we we bring it all up from the basement. It's all literally right here, like all I my see Christmas it, yeah. decorations. You don't see it. <laughs> uh, you have seen it, but if I was so, sitting across from you, I would see. If you're it. sitting there. You would see it. <laughs> so we bring it up. We start getting ready. We do the tree. Now I've got a wild three year old who I don't know how he's gonna like take the ornaments and all that and the lights like he's really like a puppy like my son is so much like a puppy it's not funny um but we do that and then we would go do our whole day of thanksgiving i keep bumping into bourbon uh and then we come home and it'd be christmas time so then we finish up get everything out voila did you get your tree we don't do a live tree why weren't you buying a tree that you needed somebody's truck and Oh no, that was a tree to plant in our yard, like an outside tree. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So we uh, just decided uh cuz we need to uh we need more uh oxygen to be produced in our neighborhood. Right. But you we also have me, we have like a cover. I mean, for living in the city, we have like a large a pretty large lot like mm-hmm. we actually have three You have a double lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um but there's no trees on our actual property. We get leaves, but there's no trees. Well, it's all gravel. Yeah. Well, now we have front, grass. Yeah, we have grass in the back now too. But uh, yeah, so I want to plant a tree in the back where I've put grass and and do that for the future. But uh, yeah, just to uh, I don't know. We we need some uh, some tree some tree coverage. Um, but yeah, not a Christmas tree that would, I, I feel like, I don't know if that was understood or not. But, no, uh, I assumed it was a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's how I took it. No. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go hack down my own Christmas tree. Well, sure. What are your up. other rules? What are your other? No, the, the biggest rules? rule is no Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. All right. As we approach Thursday and if it's in your mind, what? food and we've talked about this a bunch i think i don't even know i don't know if you're talking about the podcast but we've talked about food a lot in general over our decade of knowing each other well what's that one thing that you're going to be ready to hit stuffing dressing or dressing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and i always joke about this too but, but it's so it, you have to make like i would mix it with my mashed potatoes right just because it's dry dry, no, dry, like dry. you're you're like you like dry food but you yeah. don't like dry like you know, and I'm like this, I'm like a stovetop guy. Like I don't want For, any of that sorry. like fancy ass, you know, whatever 
cranberries and grapes and whatever yeah. people put in it i want yeah, stovetop is legit like the sage stovetop like i feel like sage like that's like it's like super bowl is in stovetop stuffing right sage yes what else does sage go in we and i cook five nights a week use tons of spices I've never used sage in any recipe that I've ever made <laughs> other than <laughs> stovetop stuffing. So my wife makes, and I don't, it's, it's a comfort food. It's basically like cream of chicken soup. Yeah. Chicken and stovetop. And sage. And you, and sage and you, <laughs> yeah. And you bake it and then bam, that's what it is. And I love it. But yeah, the, that and then pumpkin pie and mashed potatoes is a, is third. We talked on uh, on Bourbon Notes top five gas station foods. Uh, <laughs> this, this guy right here is like he went deep. Like he went yeah. back shelf, no expiration date, gas station uh, egg rolls. Hey, egg Which rolls don't expire. Like. I've seen the tornadoes. Is that what they're called? Yeah, tornadoes. Yeah, that they're on the roller grill. They're all they're all the way in the back though. You gotta you gotta go deep into. You gotta stick your head all the way into that under that roller grill hood. You gotta lift the hood up, stick your head in there, get a little warmth from it. Get get the hot dog scent, and it comes up, and you get the you gotta you gotta have you have a, a long reach like a their NBA draft last was last night. And uh, they're talking about the read the wingspan of players. You can have a good wingspan to get those egg rolls. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. <laughs> drink your bourbon. bourbon. All but right. Before I drink the bourbon, I've been slighted once again this year. Also, who still reads magazines? Which I'm sure it's mostly the digital imprint of this. But uh, the sexiest man alive was announced. Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Uh, which who who I can. Yeah. It's hard for me to see him as anything other than the little smart kid caught up in the drug trade in the wire. Like he's yeah. probably 13 or 14 <laughs> years old. And I, when and, I, when I yeah. went back to rewatch it, this was after he'd done Creed. Like this was within the last couple of years. I went back and rewatched the wire. And when I got to that, I was like, maybe he's like the best role. Jordan. Yeah. He's a kid. But, um, that, and then out. that, and then, uh, um, the other thing, the like later seasons of Friday Night Lights, he's in that. I never watched that. Love the movie. Yeah, Couldn't get into the TV show. Um, I don't know who he beat out. I don't really look at like the. I just look at who wins. I know you. But like man for me, day. sexiest man alive, now and always, is the 2019 sexiest man alive, John Legend. I can't get behind that either. I mean, come on. Sexy, skinny he dude. is he is sexy. I mean, he's got oh. like yeah, is he? he has he has some some pecs. Like he's like shorter, which I I don't know if women like um but he has like he's I thought dad bods were in, in 2020. Are no, they not? No. Which I feel like the the I don't know. I feel like Chris Pratt hasn't gotten like enough love on the. I don't know where he is on the. The new current, um, yeah. sexiest man alive. But, what about uh, Jason Momoa? I thought all the girls loved him. Yeah, but I feel like that Super Bowl commercial, like 
That was creepy. <laughs> that, that was creepy. That put him down the list pretty far. <laughs> he just ripped off his muscles and he's a skinny dude. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird that in the culture that we're in, the like where you can't, I don't know if I want to say this, you can't like objectify females, nor should you, but like if you put out the sexiest woman alive, which they do, right? Uh, I think so. But like, I just, in this cancel culture type world, why is that even still a thing? Sexiest man or sexiest woman? Both. And on who, like, put me on the poll and see how many votes I get. No, don't. All right. Number two. All right. Let's, let's, let's run through the top 10. Number two, Chris Evans. I can co-sign that. Captain America. He's got a nice beard. Number three, Lucas Bravo. Never heard of him. Emily in Paris something. Netflix guy. I don't know who that is. Uh, There's too many ads. (laughs) Uh, Number four, Dwayne Johnson. That's, yeah, that's... Of course. Number five, Paul Mescal. I don't even know who half these people are. Number oh, six, yeah. Maluma. Don't know who that is. Yeah, that's my cousin. Number seven, Pedro Pascal. The Mandalorian. Number eight, Chris Rock. Hey, Chris Rock's got to be like in his mid-50s. Number nine, Paul well, Rudd. 60... Paul Rudd is like representing every man. You you could be Paul Rudd. Number 10, like you, John you, David Washington. Be... I don't know who that is. Uh, number 11, Brad Pitt. Number twelve, Manny Jacinto from uh, he is Jason from uh, uh, the Good Place. And number thirteen, Steve Kornacki, who is representing dad bods. Oh, so they give the dad bod. Yes. Let me give you a health update before number dad bod is the thirteenth sexiest man alive. I went and got a physical. All right. A follow up. (laughs) <laughs> suffered from a hypertension yeah and i'm a little overweight all right Can't, i mean the camera adds like 10 pounds but so zoom subtracts 15 though so you're negative net negative five yeah so i go <laughs> talk to the doctor he's like yeah your blood pressure blah 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 let's go take some uh go take your labs i'll see you in six months cool this was like last Thursday. The very next day, I'm at home because that's where I'm relegated to now. Phone rings. Hello. Hey, this is the doctor's office. The doctor needs to see you. What What immediately goes through your head? Answer. I'm dying. Uh, it's okay. Don't need to come now. Well, he can see you on Tuesday. Cancer or ED. Yeah. <laughs> Top two. <laughs> So, <laughs> so uh, I go, uh, I said, okay, I'll be there. So they did the full blood panel, whatever. I go in Tuesday and they're like, hey, you're not supposed to be here till next Tuesday. I'm like, hey, you guys called me and told me to come on Tuesday. What's the deal? Like, I'm already here. The doctor's call wants to discuss my labs. Well, if you can just wait a minute, we'll go ahead and check in. He just kind of squeeze you in between patients. Cool, whatever. Check my blood pressure. Also, this is the, and you can ask Abby about my anxiety and how I deal with health issues. Like it's, 
I, it takes a very physical toll on me. I didn't sleep very well. Like I have a couple of comfort habits. Does your hair coloring start to sweat down the side of your face? Like Giuliani? No. <laughs> so like I will either only watch trailer park boys or the office. You stress eat uh, gas station neck rolls. No. So, but so from Thursday until Tuesday, I lost like 13 pounds. So I go in there like, Oh, Hey, you've lost some weight. It's like, yeah, no shit. I'm scared to death. Doctor comes in. Hey, we're gonna go, go through your labs here. Blood pressure looks good. It's so cool. He's like, everything looks good. In that moment, I've never come closer to assaulting another man. Like, <laughs> like my mom, my sister, Abby, Abby wanted to go to the doctor with me, which is not allowed. I was like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, there's one thing I want to go over here. Your vitamin D is a little low. I said, cool, doc. Let's pretend I have zero vitamin D in my body. What's that going to do? What's the health, the negative health impacts? He said, well, if you had scurvy or rickets or some type of, I said, well, hold on. So if I become a pirate tomorrow, I'm fucked. This is, this is what you're telling me. Yeah. Like if I was a pirate, I would be in poor shape because I didn't have any vitamin D. He's like, man, the only reason I tested you was because, uh, they tested you the last time because my doctor had left and this was a new doctor. Dude, I was so hot. <laughs> like, like, like my vitamin D for real. See, Kate, you went home and gave Abby some vitamin D. No, no, I was, oh, dude, I was mad. Makes me want to, makes me want to drink, David. This makes week, <laughs> brought to you by Beard Octane. Listen, it's no shave November. Yeah. Real men like David don't shave. He I haven't shaved, shaved since June. It. Look at that. See that? Uh, I'll get in on I'll get in on the camera. You can see it a little yeah. coming through. So you're going to get 10% off for that. You're going to get an extra 10% off using promo code beers and beards 10. And, uh, it's, and, and they've got some of this is going to charity. They've got armbands, which we may do a giveaway before November's over. Yeah. Oh, we got one more. Episode. I saw a, uh, a military discount they have, which is awesome. Law enforcement they've, discount, I believe. They've got some black Friday stuff coming up, which is awesome. Uh, they, they've been, honestly so good to us um yeah. even me i don't Just know a small business yeah. yes uh and they are hurry up i told yeah. i tell a story of spilling my beard oil yeah <laughs> yeah dude. my bedroom was that's like two weeks ago very apple polish but, uh beard octane hey that's listen. mood oil this is two ounces of uh, beard bomb apple pie you can't but this is, you need to get that uh i want to see you, you can't really. do like a live demonstration of the they have this awesome looking and i i've never had anything close to being able to use this but the beard comb yeah the original beard comb that they have so you're I, saying i need to grow this out no i want to see like the live demo of you beard combing that like i feel like that would be like beard porn is that a thing Listen, I don't know. <laughs> this week we are traveling to the great state of Iowa. Yeah. Best things ever come out of Iowa. Go corn, Slipknot, um, uh, see, maybe Cedar Ridge bourbon. Hopefully, Cedar Ridge. This first of all, on the glance, and you can tell this is super light. Yeah, aged at least three years. Uh, I've got the mash bill here, David. If you want to go over that, yeah. I'm curious, yes. though, 
yeah. 74% corn, 14% rye, 12% uh, malted barley. This is 80 proof, uh, which is 40% alcohol. You know I like the lower proof. Rich and complex. Uh, this is one 2020 Whiskey Advocate Beverage Testing Institute uh, Distiller International Craft Competition. They won gold, rated five out of five on the whiskey wash. But they had or Big Papa. <laughs> what he would you, think? <laughs> uh, you would think, you know, if he's going to shit on Knob Creek, he would give. Uh, so I, so the I you you told me like probably this weekend. Hey, I got an Iowa bourbon, and I'm like, at first I was I was a little taken aback, and then I'm start I start to think like Iowa is known for like corn, right? So corn is the, the number one the ingredient, ingredient in corn and water, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that this might be interesting. It's like the so I was looking at the Cedar Ridge Distillery. It is the first distillery in iowa since prohibition ended which is pretty cool um so you got to think that they i mean to be a distiller in iowa in you know i think they started in 2005 uh they released their first batch of whiskey in 2010 so they're 10 year 10 years in 2017 distiller of the year at american distilling institute um yeah all right, so you like the this is like just a piece of tape. Yeah. Handwritten batch number three thirty seven, bottle number three eighteen. Uh if All you're right. watching the video that we post up on Facebook, you'll be able to see it's just it's like a little piece of scotch tape. Like they they did that. Uh the 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 branding is not too over the top. Uh from discerning ingredient selection to skilled fractioning, blending and bottling tastes, our expertise, our artisans bring to every bottle of Cedar Ridge Dark Age Spirits. Built on a base of corn, barley, and rye, blah, blah, blah. You know what time it is. So, yeah, ooh, that was a good one. So, while you're pouring this, it says on the website... Dude, that is so light. 43% alcohol by volume, but 83 proof. What does your bottle say? 40% alcohol by volume. So maybe it maybe it varies is, a little there bit. There is no proof and there is no age. So eighty proof, yeah. But the the picture on the website says forty three percent alcohol by volume. But I yeah I this is I, small batch. I don't know. Look, can you see this, David? Like, it yeah, is it's super light. light. Yeah. Which I don't know. Like, I can imagine like the corn, like Whoa. being a higher. <laughs> Being a higher, uh, the mash bill with, you know, 74% corn, like corn is a light, like when, uh, for example, Bud or, or uh, Miller puts corn in their beer, not Bud, um, Bud puts rice um, for light beer, right? That makes it light. It is a, a grain that you still get the alcohol, but it makes it light in color and light in like body as well so this smells nothing like bourbon hmm does it smell like corn it's it smells like for somebody that's never drank bourbon you hit this on the nose it smells like a flavored rubbing alcohol interesting (laughs) 
like I definitely get the alcohol, but I I, I don't get any oak at all. No yeah. char. It doesn't seem like it's aged a super long time. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is Cedar Ridge. 40% alcohol, 80 proof bourbon from the state of Iowa. Yeah, man. There's the, I, I, I promise you, next time you're here, you're going to have to hit like, it's, it's going to be it's super light and it's not. Did I get the hand sanitizer? <laughs> Cedar Ridge hand sanitizer. All right, here we go. I don't know how to explain this. It does not taste like bourbon. Interesting. Does it taste more like a like a moonshine? Like a, just like a whiskey? Yeah, like a you know maybe like that sour mash type stuff that you get. Yeah. It's not super strong, but it doesn't have a good finish. Like it's not. It's 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 like drinking a cheap liquor, which it. This wasn't cheap. This would it's $35. Um, I'm picking up no like vanilla, no nothing, and no no char at all. Yeah. Like that so oaky says, taste. Yeah. No, it's a fruit cake, corn pudding, vanilla toffee, and rhubarb with a satiny, crisp, fruity, medium to full body. And an amusing spiced peaches and pineapples, nuts and minerals finish. <laughs> listen, who's the master <laughs> distiller? We need to get them on this podcast because I don't know if they've ever had bourbon. This is not. I'm not saying this is bad. This is just yeah. not bourbon. I don't know, I, dude, this is so weird. May, it, something's throwing me off. I don't know if it's the color. Hold on. I'm using David McKinney trick here. A little bit of water. A little bit of water. See if I get this uh, uh, fruit cake vanilla nutmeg bullshit on it. Corn pudding. It's corn pudding. <laughs> Eat your figgy pudding. All right, a little with a little bit of water. That makes it almost. I don't know how to explain this. I would give this uh, in the bottle ranking. This is a one. How many bottles? One point five. All right, one point five bottles. Big Papa, let's hear your review. (laughs) Yeah, add the water. (laughs) Water it down. Yeah, like it doesn't. It didn't do anything to bring out the taste. It just made it less bourbony. I I never do. I'm pouring it out. So you you mentioned best thing to ever come from Iowa. So I'm on the I'm on the uh Cedar Ridge website. They have a bourbon or whiskey that is a collaboration with Band Slebnot. I this was not planned. This was not not pre uh pre educated. One of my favorite bands ever. Yeah. No, I did not know that. I didn't know they had a. It says the bottle looks sweet. Like it just says Iowa whiskey number nine. Slipknot number nine, Iowa whiskey. You know why number nine? No. There's nine members in the band. 
uh, Shaggy, Too Dope. Do you, they all go by their number. You know who number nine is? No. Shaggy, Too Dope. <laughs> <laughs> number nine is Corey Taylor. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm not a Slipknot connoisseur like you, but. Uh, dude, love Slipknot. I'm so disappointed, man. Like, I really wanted to give it a shake. So I don't know. Ohio is that... and Kentucky bourbon is where it's at, right? Ohio kind of, you know, I appreciate Ohio. Uh, Sycamore did it right, but this is just not, I don't know, man. Like, I'm curious to try that one too. I feel like I say this every week, but that, and then I had the uh, Weller old, old antique one. <laughs> yeah, old. I should have been the one drinking the Weller. Oh, boy. You got this nasty like one. that, like that's probably the like smoothest, best tasting bourbon that I've had so far. Like that's one where I'm like, I will, I will probably savor that for a long time. I like that better than the Pappy. To be honest, it's the same recipe. Yeah. But for a hundred and so, I mean, most of the stuff, bourbon, like going rate is 90 proof, right? Yeah, around there. And, you know, a hundred proof is like, hey, that's strong. This one's 107. Like wild turkey 101 is 101 proof. And like for a lot of people, that's too harsh. This was 107 and it was smooth as all get out. What's ever clear? Not like 140. Yeah, it's up there. I don't know. Let's um, we'll do an ever Everclear episode and listen to uh, some Everclear music. Father of mine. That's one Valley's uh, favorite band. And Blood, Bloodhound Gang, Tenacious D, and Everclear is his top three. Um, <laughs> Buffalo Trace is releasing a limited pricey, and I'll tell you 25 years ago. That was distilled 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so that that would make it distilled in 1995, the same year that Amazon sold its first book. Uh, yeah. The Million Man March was held. TLC saying "Don't go chasing waterfalls" and the movie Toy Story, which I 87 times this week, uh, <laughs> was just released to name a few of the milestones. All right. The new whiskey OFC Vintage. They've been waiting for the right moment. I don't. My opinion, they probably just found it a couple years ago and like, hey, let's wait till it gets 25 years old and release yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like you could lose a couple barrels and whatever. Uh, and what's it taste like? Funny you may ask. Mm. Cherry cordial on the nose, followed by caramel and a slightly smoked oak with notes of dark chocolate, tobacco leaves, and dates. Never had a date in my life, so I wouldn't know what, what that tastes like. Followed by a lingering finish of leather, Take the le- go back, take the leather out. Nobody wants to eat, taste, do anything with leather. <laughs> Black like cinnamon. Yeah. So, David, for New, yeah. New Year's, I think you should buy me a bottle of this to just to suggested show your- retail price. To show my love and appreciation. <laughs> $200. Yeah. So, that, so I'm going to say you cut out a little bit there. So, to make that clear, for the, I'm the one recording it, two thousand five hundred dollars is the price of this bourbon. Twenty five hundred. Yeah, you got so excited it like cut out your your audio there for a second. I, I think it's just the uh, 
internet. The connection. Gotta love the internet. But yeah, $2,500 is the price of this bourbon. Hey, David. Yeah. Front me $2,500. Yeah, actually. I can, I can flip it. I can flip it. But I feel like, is that one that's like, I feel like the one, the bourbons that people go crazy for is like the the highly hyped bottles. Like a Pappy 23 might go for like three grand, right? Retail yeah. on it's like 300 bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you how many that. people are going to like be, how many, like what's your like potential? I mean, it only takes one person to buy it, but what's your potential like customer base of, on a new bourbon that nobody's had yeah. that you don't know is good or not. I don't know. A coworker of mine calls me on Wednesday. And he, he knows we, we do the podcast. He recommends me bourbons, all that. Yeah. Hey, man, my guy at the liquor store uh, said he had a couple bottles of uh, Pappy. I said, man, that's awesome. I said, you get me? I said, did you get me one? He said, no, I got me one. <laughs> Why'd you call me? <laughs> To, to let you know i don't i don't care but it was so it was rip van winkle 10 year old yeah 200 dollars retail so yeah i got the 10 year for was it 80 bucks i think so rip van winkle this year in ohio last year got 10 uh 12 10 15 and 23 i think this year uh pappy we got no pappy in ohio none none that at least so far right they released it in october no we haven't gotten any so far i think we got so much last year that uh well you know like we heard there's a selection process to yeah and i think uh i think there might be some like mules going into ohio um, I was excited to find the Wellers, uh, and I mentioned how many it. bottles did they have of that? They had like probably a couple cases. Um, I think I might need to go back and get the uh, the uh, what is it, the vintage Wellers uh, to to try that one. I think that one's only like forty bucks retail. This one I got though. Uh, I bought my that bottle of Wellers for uh, thirty nine bucks. Yeah, and that was the that was the the just the regular. There's eight years, right? Eight year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can't beat it. Honestly, I told you, my birthday the night before my birthday, it lasted thirty five, forty. Yeah. yeah. So that's the good stuff, man. Like that's the bourbons where you don't even even if you're not even trying to like taste it and think that it's good. That's those are the ones that you know are just fantastic like you're just drinking it you just you just have it and it's good um but uh speaking of good basketball is about to start up and well so in kentucky i don't know what ohio i saw ohio's moving the location of their football playoffs the high school football yeah oh it's usually in columbus not gonna happen in columbus yeah uh, has been in like Massillon before, like or like uh, in uh, Canton at like the uh, Hall of Fame. Fame. It's been at like Ohio Stadium, but Colum- like Columbus is super like COVID. Right, like that's like the biggest hotspot in Ohio right now. Um, yeah, so I think I don't know where they moved it, but so our like high school basketball 
in winter sports in general, Charlie just made the volleyball team. Shout out to Charlie Thomas. Good for her. She made the volleyball team. She's had four practices and the season's over. (laughs) Not over, but uh, they cannot go back until January 4th. Uh, Basketball cannot begin until January 4th. So I don't know what they're going to do. For high school? Yeah. So what happened, like last week, there was 30 college football games either canceled or postponed. Yeah, including Ohio State and Maryland. Um, it's I don't know. We all know the number one team in Ohio right now is the Cincinnati Bearcats, and that's uh, uh, proven. But coming up in the basketball season, December second, Morehead State University <laughs> Eagles. And uh, what's the county? Uh, Rowan. Rowan. How do you spell rat round round Rowan R O W A N Rowan. Rowan, Rowan County. Hey, you guys come from Rowan County. <laughs> no, that's like a that's how West Virginians would say it, right? Yeah, they travel to Columbus to take on the Ohio State University, who's never been really good. Buckeyes. What happened to national uh, champions? Nineteen sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sixty-one. We would have won. Hey, we had John Lucas and Jerry Havlicek on the same team, and Bobby Knight was on that team too. But he was a sixth man. He was a bench warmer. Who uh was it Greg Oden? Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he, playing on the big three, right? Or he had a uh uh foot issues. I mean the dude is seven feet tall when he was six years old. Uh <laughs> that's really the only Ohio State basketball player I know. Yeah. Evan Turner has been uh they're gonna have a good team. Like Chris Holtman has been really good for Ohio State, but I think that he needs to to, to take the next step. What's and the next step is going to be beating the Moorhead State Eagles. <laughs> That's a little feather in the cap right there for Ohio State, notching that off. What's weird is we're going into basketball season with no clear-cut favorite. I mean, we we lost college basketball during the conference tournaments. Yeah, in like I was planning to go to Nashville to watch the SEC tournament for like uh, my cousin was going to have a baby. My buddy had a weekend off. He's going to hook us up the hotel. We're just going to go down there and either go to the game or, you know, we're just watching a bar. Um, literally, like that. Fr- they played the first round. They played the first day. Yeah, That's ACC awesome. did that too, and Big Ten I think played like the Wednesday or Thursday. So it's not like we know who, like, man, you know, Nevada had a great run in the NCAA tournament <laughs> for them. We don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I can tell you Ohio State's probably not going to be very good. I mean, they'll beat Moorhead, but that may be the only Kentucky school they can beat. Maybe North Kentucky, too. Yeah. Hey, I'm excited about uh, this year. Um yeah, we've got uh, definitely uh, Seth Towns coming in from Harvard. Transfer. <laughs> hey, he's from Columbus, went to Harvard, graduated from Harvard in three years, and only played basketball for two years. So he's got two years of eligibility left. 
Average, he was like the the. Was he coming uh, to Ohio State to get his masters? Yeah, to oh, get his where'd masters. You, where'd you do your undergrad? I went to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where'd you get your masters at? Ah, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah. But he was the Ivy League Player of the Year as a sophomore. Played on uh, David. You could be Ivy League Player of the Year. I probably could. I mean, then we're not. Ta- this is not. Um, they probably got Ivy League Player of the Year and the Ohio State Corrections Player of the Year on the same team. <laughs> but they are Ohio State. Who's I think is going to be good this year. Chris Holtman. What happened to the other coach? He got boosted outed before. Thad that, Mata. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. it, if your name's Thad, that's probably. Yeah, that's it. That's I don't alienate any of our friends that are named Thad. I do know somebody named but, Thad, and he has been made fun of on a podcast before. I'm not. I don't know this guy. I'm not making fun of his name. <laughs> I'll just say I would go by. Theo, or <laughs> so he was rad. <laughs> he was made name. fun of on a podcast before, as by you, uh, no, not by me. But he they said, uh, how does it feel, uh, being a sailing instructor over your summer break? <laughs> if your name is Thad, <laughs> and I hope that Thad listens to this because Thad is awesome, he's, an, he's a really awesome guy. He is, uh, I love that. I think his parents probably, it probably is something very noble and heroic. Yeah, that name comes from Thaddeus Thad uh, Mata Thaddeus William Davis the second. I think is his full name. If you want to, I'll give you a social security number if you listen into the. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, be in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> crazy. All right, we need to pick. We we talked about this. I've already picked a cover for our playlist. I've already got one in there, but David suggested we pick some covers. Yeah, uh, for this week. So I'm interested in his cover because I'm going with one um, of a, a classic song that we all know. And uh, but I want to hear yours, David. What sparked right. this? So sparked your uh, interest? Well, first of all, why covers? I, I think that we talked about doing this a couple weeks ago, and I forgot about it. But uh, I just was listening to uh, Howard Stern this week and his guest on, I think it was a Wednesday was Sir Elton John. And of course everyone knows Elton John. Exactly. So everyone knows Elton John and he, he's like, I feel like one of the, like top five, like, Oh, can I pause you for just a second? Yes. Elton John's brought this up. Because he was friends with Princess Diana, he's the godfather to the children. Yeah. Do you watch The Crown? I have not watched it yet. Well, this, in the new season, it's they've just introduced Princess Diana. Yeah, I heard that, and it is so uncanny how she looks like her, but also looks like Jodie Foster. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That my brain yeah. is on overdrive. I've had some bad bourbon. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I yeah, I I like read an article about the uh, the actress actor portraying her and like how she like looked at looked like for her mannerisms and and all the fun she stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So Elton John and he didn't. He, I guess he did do a decent amount of covers, but he was talking about his relationship with the not even necessarily the Beatles, but specifically John Lennon in the seventies, and he. I guess hung out with John Lennon a lot and like was kind of just got really close with him. And John said that he 
you know, he always wanted someone like Elton John said he wanted to cover a Beatles song. And he said, Hey, you know, everyone always covers the same songs. The one song that nobody's ever covered that I want to want someone to cover is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Elton John covered Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and it went straight to number one in 1975. And that's my song for the week. Elton John's version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And I love covers that are they they like you get the essence of the original song, but they make it their own. Like right. my my other two like probably favorite covers of all time are Nirvana's version of The Man Who Sold the World. And I think hope I didn't steal yours, but uh of course David Bowie and then Jimmy uh Hendrix all along the watchtower um is uh Wait, that's a cover yeah it's a old blues song i think um but uh those ones and then alien ant farm covering uh uh smooth criminal smooth criminal um yeah we're like 2 hours into podcasting and yeah, we've been doing this a while i feel like you forget about a lot of stuff and like people that do like a four hour podcast every day or a four hour radio show every day. I'm like, how just you talking? Well, when it's your job, I guess it's like, yeah. that's all you, that's all we had to do today was do yeah. that. And then we were free the rest of the day. Um, one of the most, I, did you get an echo when I just touched that? Yeah, I did. That's so weird. Cause I can't hear it, but I guess you can. Uh, one of the most iconic scenes in the, I think in the new movies is hangover. When they walk in and Mike Tyson's in the hotel room. Yeah, that's iconic. Hits the drum. Da-da. So I love in the air tonight, but non point, who I've never even heard of, man, it showed up on like a playlist recommendation while I was at the gym. They do an amazing job of covering it. Uh, I actually think the vocals are because Phil Collins is a badass drummer, right? That's his that's his thing. Yeah. Not so much a singer. Uh, so this is like an amped up version, uh, but I think they do the the original justice, and I think the, it's like the vocals are better. So non point in the air tonight. All right. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just gonna go watch the hangover right now. Or do some That's a good one. So I promised, and we'll do this quickly because I think that we're running out of time. <laughs> we're running out of time. We make the our own time, David. Recommended songs are, are on the playlist. Yes. Are, mine's the same as yours. Yeah. So we are uh uh trying to break the uh Spotify algorithm, but also like songs that we enjoy. Or at least enjoyed at some point. Uh, so Greta Van Fleet, My Way Soon. I, I like Greta Van Fleet. Iron Jones, Take Me Away. I'm not sure who that is. Billy Strings, Dust in a Baggie. <laughs> which that sounds unfortunate. Uh, Clutch, Fortunate Son, which we're talking about uh, covers. Creedence oh. Clearwater Revival. And then Tom Petty, You Don't Know How It Feels. You don't know how it feels. Here's a. The beginning. Here's Dust in a Bag. That sounds like something I would listen to it. 
Yeah. Some of that bluegrass knee slapping music. Yeah. Knee slapping. Might have to add that next week. If you've listened to us this far, just know we are thankful for you. And I'm super thankful for my wife for letting me do this. Uh, we honestly, we've put our own podcast kind of like not on the back burner. We did do three weeks in a row, but it's hard. We have to wait till the kids go to sleep or they're not here. And, but I get to do this with David because she's taking care of the kids. To be fair, I'm doing daddy daycare all day now. So I need, but she's, she's amazing, but we're thankful for you. Uh, when you tune in and listen and the comments and the, the people that come out of the woodwork, that's still happening to me. And I love it. I don't know. I don't know that it would ever get old. Somebody saying, Hey, I'll listen to you. Like what, what that's an honor, right? Like somebody took the time out of their day just to listen to us bullshitting. Even if it's like a few minutes, like even if you don't have to listen to the whole show, listen, like, I do a couple podcasts. If you mute everything like, David says and just listen to me, I appreciate that. <laughs> Which we might have an episode like that, and we almost have had a couple episodes like that, right? Yeah, like man, the audio ain't working, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm thankful. Just uh, exactly like you said, I'm thankful for uh, for my health and and for for my wife and for my family. Um, How's your vitamin D though? My vitamin D. I'm about to. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but after we, uh, re- when we record again, we will be stuffed full of Thanksgiving goodness. Of vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got some fun stuff coming up for you guys. Thank you so much. I mean, we are 29 episodes into this, and it's, I can't tell if people are like, really enjoying this or if they're getting tired of us or if we're hitting our stride like i think we're hitting our stride man yeah, from bourbon notes yeah. to this i feel like you know we got a little more. i've had three people ask to come on bourbon notes tonight yeah so i think that might be like our place where we have people on just to, to bs yeah. uh in the future so we're if you're trying have, to get like, a guest on right now but it, yeah. it ain't working out too well yeah so we got to keep asking we just got to pester <laughs> Hey, dog. Like, uh, you said yeah. you do this. Yeah. What's good so, for you? But yeah. So, in the future, maybe in the next, like, after the holiday, after the first holiday, maybe we'll have some people on to uh, bourbon notes. Uh, you got to have, got to drink some bourbon. You got to be able to uh, accurately describe what you're drinking. You got to be professionals like us. This tastes like paint thinner. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much. Uh, All of our social medias. uh, Instagram is, is I think, the biggest one. Beards, Beards Podcast. Twitter has been doing pretty good. Gary's checking out his uh, side beard right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Sixth sexiest man alive right there. Sixth, yeah. Yeah, sixth sexiest man alive. Gary Thomas. Um, Right behind. uh, Sixth in Mount Sterling. Right behind the rock. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we will be back after Thanksgiving. We will stuff uh, some turkeys. I'm not having turkey for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You, well, you're going to be you're going through withdrawals. I'm having uh, bourbon glazed ham. Yeah. Bought ham, lo- shop local. And ham glazed bourbon. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so tonight before I came down here, 
I made Abby, uh, she wanted to drink. So I made her some diet L8, which L8 ginger ale. And I gave her some old Forrester 86. There you go. I think she liked it. I don't, I've not heard anything happen That's, upstairs. So yeah. I'm going to go check on them. She rubbed some on the, on Harlan's oh. gums, on Charlie's gums and on her gums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's gums are feeling good. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next week. Stay safe. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Or if you don't, everybody, that's not like a, everybody celebrates Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, everyone has. If you don't celebrate, if you don't get to go visit family because of the pandemic, I feel for you. I'm not doing that. Um, But find you a good show on Netflix to binge. I recommend The Crown. Or just sit back, put some headphones on, and listen to our, uh, our playlist all day. Yeah. Later.